0: Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Thursday, June 24th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, Director Scouting of the draft lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. And rolling up my sleeves here on a Thursday, because last week on the show, this is really good off-season content, last week on the show, we built a Frankenstein's monster of Miami Dolphins wide receivers based on the players currently on the Dolphins roster. Well, we're going to piggyback off of that, and we are going to create the Frankenstein's monster of Miami Dolphins quarterbacks since Dan Marino's retirement in 2000. So I hope you're ready for a trip down memory lane. The way the concept works, the way we did it with wide receivers, when we do our scouting over draftnetwork.com, thedraftnetwork.com, uh, we have 10 position-specific traits that we scout on the film for players at that respective position. So, we used the wide receivers on the roster. You could only use them to fill an individual trait once. You could not use duplicates. So, of course, since Marino retired at the end of the 1999 season in March of of 2000, we've seen an endless slew and gauntlet of Miami Dolphins quarterbacks. Out of that group, we're going to construct the Best possible variation of a quarterback that I could possibly cook up based on their individual traits using TDN's quarterback film criteria as the 10 traits as our template. So the 10 traits in question. This is why I love the offseason. The the little bit of a dead period here. We're going to have some fun concepts over the course of the next month. The 10 traits that the Draft Network studies and looks for at the quarterback position. Accuracy, decision-making, poise, progressions, release, pocket manipulation, arm strength, mobility, leadership, and throwing mechanics. Reminder, we cannot use a player's name more than once. So let's take the stroll down memory lane, shall we? Dan Marino started 16 games in 1997 and 1998 and 11 games in 1999. Retired after that hellacious loss to Jacksonville. The quarterbacks who started games after Dan Marino's retirement for the Miami Dolphins. Jay Fiedler. Damon Heward. Ray Lucas. Brian Greasy. A.J. Feely. Sage Rosenfels, Gus Farrat, Dante Culpepper, Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck, Chad Pennington, Chad Henney, Tyler Thigpen, Matt Moore, Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, Brock Osweiler, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen, Tua Valoa. Oh boy. So (laughs) without further ado, we're going to use this exercise as a little bit of an opportunity to to talk about the quarterback position specifically and and how uh, we look at certain traits and how that can be applicable to how we're evaluating Tua Valoa as a quarterback this year, because I think we should all be in evaluation mode of Tua Valoa. Accuracy. How do you chart accuracy? It's not just completion percentage, right? Because some accurate throws in tight windows are throws that makes the receiver work for the catch. Accuracy is not just completion percentage, it's ball placement. If a defender is on the receiver's right side of the body, can you put it to the left side of the body? Can you lead a receiver and hit him in stride? Can you throw to a spot with confidence? And the only choice for accuracy, as far as I'm concerned, for Miami Dolphins quarterbacks, is Mr. Chad Pennington. Now, we just got done saying how it's not just completion percentage. But, of all the quarterbacks in Dolphins history, to throw for at least 2,000 yards. And there's 15 of them. Marino, Greasy, Tannehill, Fiedler, Henny, Woodley, Fitzpatrick, Strock, Moore, Pennington, Ferrat, Cutler, Morrell, Harrington, Cleo Lemon. It was the only 15 quarterbacks in Dolphins history. Tua to Tungvala will join that group probably week one next year. To have star- to have thrown for 2,000 yards. Chad Pennington's completion percentage is three and a half percent higher than the next highest name on that list in completion percentage, 67.6%. By the way, fun little fact, Ryan Fitzpatrick is number two on that list with 64.2% completion percentage. Chad Pennington, notorious, the 2008 season. He didn't get by with arm strength, he didn't get by with athleticism, he didn't get by with mobility, he got by with elite accuracy and timing and understanding of the offense. Watching him kind of float balls with touch into that perfect little hole in zone coverage, it was a thing of beauty. And therefore Chad Pennington is the choice, the only choice in this Frankenstein's monster of quarterbacks post-Marino to warrant the accuracy trait Decision-making. My decision for this one was a challenging one. But I ultimately opted with, uh, because obviously I cannot use Chad Pennington, I've already used Chad Pennington. And Chad Pennington threw 20 career starts through just nine interceptions. His ball security was spectacular. But if we're, again, looking at that cutoff of Dolphins quarterbacks to throw for 2,000 yards... The one who stands out head and shoulders above the rest from a ball security perspective and a production perspective, Ryan Tannehill, is my choice for decision making. Now, decision making can mean a couple of different things. It can mean ball security, it can mean being selectively aggressive, it can mean th- being willing to throw the ball away or being willing to take a sack and not putting the ball up for grabs in certain instances. And that was the big knock on Tannehill, right? It was Tannehill, his sack percentage was 7.9% throughout the uh, 88 games that he started as the Dolphins quarterback. He went 42-46 and 46 over that stretch. But he threw for 123 touchdowns to just 75 interceptions. A 2.6% interception ratio is tied for the lowest behind Chad Pennington on this list of Dolphins quarterbacks to throw for 15 15- or for 2,000 yards or more. So, ergo, considering that he was willing to take pressure, willing to take sacks, and did not compromise ball security, after his rookie season, he got off to a rough start his rookie year, threw for more interceptions than he did touchdowns. I thought Ryan Tannehill bounced back in a really good way. And uh, obviously hindsight being twenty twenty, you see what he looks like in Tennessee with a supporting cast that fits Ryan Tannehill's skill set. He looks like a pretty damn good player, doesn't he? Ryan Tannehill, my choice for decision-making for this Dolphins Frankenstein's monster of quarterbacks. Poise, trait number three on the docket. What is poise? Poise is being unflappable. Poise is being composed under pressure. Poise is being willing to make a play. Poise is being able to come back and bounce back after a turnover and come right back down the field and pretend like it didn't happen. This is Ryan Fitzpatrick to a T. You know, say what you will about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He he finished his short stint with the Dolphins uh twenty twenty starts with a team nine and eleven record um as the seventh most productive passer in Dolphins history as far as yardage goes. Uh, And from a quarterback rating perspective, Chad Pennington is the only Dolphins quarterback with a quarterback rating higher than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And when you take into account the quality of the team, particularly that 2019 season that Ryan Fitzpatrick played on, and how well he has always been able to bounce back, manufacture, yardage, even in the midst of when he's struggling. His experience and the fact that he played a play style that gave him nothing to lose. I know I'm not going to be the long-term answer here in Miami. I'm out here having fun. If I throw a pick, I'm going to come back. If we're down two scores and we need to try and make something happen, I'm willing to throw it into tight coverage and make something happen. And if my guy doesn't make a play... Then I'm going to come back after the interception and do the same thing all over again. That mentality with Ryan Fitzpatrick, it just burned a little bit differently than how it felt with Ryan Tannehill and Chad Henney and some of the other quarterbacks that we have, quote-unquote, struggled with uh, throughout the course of this long stretch since Dan Marino. So you want to talk about a Dolphins quarterback post-Marino with poise and unflappability? It is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's my choice here for trait number three, poise. Bet online the fastest and easiest way for you to get in on all of your favorite sports action, whether you're looking for a Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, you name it. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs at betonline.ag. So head over to the site on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the sign-up bonuses and contest information available to you. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Trait number four this was a tough one progressions. Progressions is how much a quarterback utilizes the field. How quickly do they work from one receiver to the next? How quickly do they find their check down? How quickly do they move their eyes across the field while they're in the midst of their drop? That is, you know, there's a couple different ways that progressions work. Very rarely, and this is something I've learned in my time in uh, studying the game and studying prospects for the game, the expectation that you're going to have, I don't know if you guys play as Madden, but the, uh, the QB vision cone, right? And everybody loved Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning's vision cone was literally the entire field. The vast majority of quarterbacks don't work that way. The expectation that a quarterback's going to be able to see the entire field and navigate their way through, read one to read four or five on the other side of the field... Uh, in the midst of their drop back is not realistic. And that was something we talked about a couple of weeks ago in Power to the Pod when when somebody had asked, can you go through the different kinds of progressions, whether that's pure progressions or sights or alerts or hots or pick a side, PSL. My choice here, it's kind of a cheap out, uh, but inevitably in this exercise, you got to be able to manipulate it when and where you can. Uh, I went with Trent Green. And the decision of Trent Green for progressions was more so rooted in what he was before he got to Miami. Because Trent Green, uh, during the stretch in which he was the starter for the Kansas City Chiefs from 2002 to 2005, he was named to the Pro Bowl twice in starting all 16 games, all four of those seasons. He went 8 and eight, thirteen 13-3, 7-9, and 10-6. and, nine and, 10 and six. Uh, He threw for 4,000 yards three times in that stretch. Uh, 26, 24, 27, and 17 touchdowns in that stretch of play. Uh, he averaged over that four-year stretch a yards per attempt that was nearly eight from 2002 to 2005. So Trent Green, uh, at his peak, a very good football player. Now the Dolphins got... Uh, a very bad version of him in 2007. But, of course, that was the Cam Cameron team. Uh, Trent went out there and got his his clock cleaned on on a, I think it was, what, an end around a reverse or an interception or something. Somebody gave him a knee to the helmet and gave him a concussion, and that was about the end of the Trent Green era when he was 37 years old in Miami uh, trying to play for Cam Cameron. But if you look at his entire body of work, there's some fine print there that I feel comfortable picking Trent Green for his ability to process the field. Our next trait, trait number five, release. You guys are going to like this one. Tua loa I'm taking Tua's release. Uh, you watched him at Alabama, and even last year, when he his trainer states he was at about 60% capacity. And you watched him last year, and you could tell he wasn't physically the same version of himself that he was at Alabama. But that was what Tua was renowned for coming out, was the quickness of the release. And everything is very fluid. And Tua Tungvaloa, his quickness of his release uh, was still apparent in the quick game. It was still apparent when he was identifying and taking free access. Uh, Some of the RPO and play action stuff, in which he he had to work his feet around and, and make a quick decision to snap the ball out. That quickness of his release is one of his marquee traits and identifying traits. And therefore, I am utilizing that here in hoping it will continue to be a marquee trait for him uh, because accuracy, footwork, release, decision-making, those are where Tua below is going to have to win. You knew what he was from a quickness of his release perspective at Alabama. I'm betting we continue to see that be something that he hangs his hat on. Pocket manipulation. The next one. Obviously, you you get to this point in the process, and you've eliminated... I've burned Pennington, Tannehill, Fitzpatrick, Tonga Valoa already. Well, you start at some point running out of good options. But as far as pocket manipulation, I do think about a guy who... Wasn't afraid to move around back there from Miami during his time in Miami. And he was with the Dolphins for a long time. And always played a fearless brand of football, which I had a ton of respect for. Matt Moore. um, Was he an eyes-in-the-back-of-your-head type player? No, not necessarily. But he could move within the pocket. And more importantly, he could stand firm in the pocket knowing he was going to get his bell rung. I think about guys like Tannehill and Henny and where they didn't win as players. And it was within the pocket to slide and extend a little bit. Ryan Fitzpatrick would have been a great choice here. uh, Had he not already been utilized in poise, but I thought it was important for me to get Fitzpatrick recognition for kind of the relentless mentality they played the game with. So Matt Moore, who started 12 games for the dolphins, uh, don't remember what year was that. That was uh, 2011. Matt Moore started 12 games and actually played pretty damn good football. And then he showed up again in 2016 and started the final three games after Ryan Tannehill got hurt, helped the Dolphins make the playoffs. And in that midst, you saw him, that Jets game in 2016 in particular, uh, just kind of a wild man within the pocket, played fearless within the pocket. And because of that, Matt Moore is my choice for pocket manipulation if you are looking for a choice to add to your pantry as it pertains to a protein bar there is only one choice built bar is a protein bar that tastes like candy bar these things have hundred percent chocolate you can visit the website they have 10 flavors to choose from as things currently stand we're talking high in protein high in fiber low in calories low in sugar whether you're looking for meal replacement post-workout, something to start your day, something to end your day, something for in the middle of the night, something to grab and go, you name it, Bilt Bar can be it. So visit builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% on your next order. That's builtbar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% on the world's most delicious protein bar. So we have four more traits, arm strength, mobility, leadership, Throwing mechanics. Quick summary of what we have this far. Accuracy, Chad Pennington. Decision-making, Ryan Tannehill. Poise, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Progressions, Trent Green. Release, Tua Valoa. Pocket manipulation, Matt Moore. Arm strength, drum roll. Thought about Chad Henney. Didn't pick Chad Henney. Picked Dante Culpepper. You think about Culpepper in Minnesota, right? Dude had a cannon. Bombs away. Randy Moss, left and right. We may never forgive Dante Culpepper for being the guy that helped talk the Dolphins out of Drew But for this exercise, he is the appropriate answer for who amongst the Dolphins quarterbacks you want representing you from an arm strength trait perspective. Arm strength, not just your ability, how far down the field can you throw the ball. One of my favorite measures of of arm strength, is pretend the ball is on one hash, and you're trying to throw a 10-yard out to the opposite side of the field, so the open side of the field, not the boundary, but the field. A 10-yard out to the sideline from the far hash is a far throw to try to make. But can you make it with velocity and with a trajectory that's on a line? Because if that ball has to rainbow its way out there, you're really opening the door for a defensive back to undercut that throw. Can you push that ball with velocity? That, to me, is just as good of a measure of arm strength as can he throw it 60 yards down the field. Anybody can almost throw it 60 yards downfield. It's you heave it and you let it hang up in the air as long as possible and you turn it into a pseudo punt. But when you need to throw things with timing and accuracy and velocity and get things there in a hurry, can you throw on a rope, on a line? Is the ball trajectory flat or do you see the ball dive and the nose of the ball turn down as it starts to reach its target? Dante Culpepper never had a problem with arm strength. Mobility, next trait. This is athleticism. This is ability to run around. Can you beat somebody with your legs? I thought about Cleo Lemon here, ultimately decided on Tyler Thigpen. Uh, Tyler Thigpen did not have a very illustrious career with the Dolphins. Thigpen's stay, he had one start in 2010. But if you looked at Tyler Thigpen's entirety of his career, he played from 2007 to 2012. He actually had... A fun stretch of playing Kansas City, started 11 games, the team went 1-10, and but he was a wild man as far as what he was able to do running around with the ball. That season, he rushed 62 times for 386 yards and three touchdowns, almost 30 yards per game, and he caught a pass for 37 yards and a touchdown as well. So he had over 400 yards from scrimmage aside of throwing the football that season. Tyler Thigpen was a great athlete. Was he a good quarterback? No, not necessarily, but he was a guy coming out of coastal Carolina that could run around, make some plays and win with his legs. And that's exactly what you're looking for when you're looking for mobility. Leadership was an easy one. This is Jay Fiedler. Fiedler, of course, took the mantle from Dan Marino, started 15 games in 2000, 2001 started all 16 games, started 10 games in 2002, 11 games in 2003, seven games in 2004, and then the transition was on. But Fiedler, dude was tough as nails. There were times in which he really struggled. You think about that Raiders game in 2001, the home win, the end of game, rollout to his right. Scramble, get into the end zone with time expiring, that whole two-minute drill. The offense played terribly the entire game. But Jay Fiedler, in crunch time, found a way to make it happen. Fiedler's my choice here. He, in 62 games, he started 59 for Miami. He had nine game-winning drives. Tannehill had 13 in eighty-eight starts. Bob Greasy had nineteen. And Bob Greasy started well it was, it was like 150 games he started. And he had nineteen. And Fiedler in 59 had nine. Dude had all the heart, guts, courage in the world. Tough, tough dude. Jay Feedler, the only choice for leadership after Dan Marino. Throwing mechanics. Go back to my guy Josh Rosen here. And the decision to pick Josh Rosen here for throwing mechanics is really Rosen's struggles were rooted almost exclusively in the mental side of the game. From a physical perspective, there's a reason why Josh Rosen was a top 10 pick. And it's because everything he does looks textbook. He is a stereotypical pro- pocket passer. Everything looks super pretty. But he played rushed because he couldn't process the field. But if you just took his raw throwing ability, Josh Rosen, hes he was the blueprint for a pocket passer. So to put him at throwing mechanics uh, made plenty of sense for me, and especially because, you remember, you can't use guys more than once. So I can't take Tua to Tongvaloa. Can't take Ryan Tannehill. Can't take Chad Pennington. Ergo, I'm picking Josh Rosen. So that, in summary, is the Dolphins' Frankenstein's monster of quarterbacks. Sands, Dan Marino. Accuracy, Chad Pennington. Decision-making, Ryan Tannehill. Poise, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Progressions, Trent Green. Release, Tua Tungvalu. Pocket manipulation, Matt Moore. Arm strength, Dante Culpepper. Mobility, Tyler Thigpen. Leadership, Jay Fieler throwing mechanics Josh Rosen I ask you the listeners of this show if that Frankenstein's monster started a quarterback for the Dolphins in 2021 how many games are we win in? I want to know from you Tomorrow on the show uh, I got a really interesting case study of the Dolphins offense and looked at some tens and trends and tendencies And uh, there's a pretty interesting talking point here as far as something Miami should aspire to do differently in 2021. We'll discuss that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Dolphins. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Fins up. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.